Visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast and become a patron of the show. Our patrons are special people who are invested in our message as we rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. You will receive digital versions of each of our cookbooks and fangirl patrons get special video access to each episode. Thank you so much to our patrons. We can't do it without you. Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Season 13, baby. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We're here. 13 seasons. We're still doing it. We're rescuing the art of homemaking. Let's go old school. We are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Mm-hmm. Giving uh, that word homemaking a new face, a new stereotype. I am Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, joined by Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead and ShayElliott.com. And we are, if you're brand new, if you just found us on iTunes or Spotify or something, we are two best friends, 2,000 miles away. We have a few cows between us, 10 children, two husbands, each our own, and, uh, <laughs> and homes to run and um, create beauty in and give uh, some homage to this art of homemaking. That's what we do here on the show. We are here to encourage you while you're folding the laundry or cleaning out that refrigerator, replacing those nasty ice cubes that taste like garlic. We're here. We're in your ears. I hate it when you go to someone's house and they serve you water and their ice cubes are gross. Flavored. Flavored. They smell like garlic, like stinky back of the fridge. I really, I can't do it. I'm just like, thanks. That's random. That's a random way to start this episode. That's great. (laughs) Homemaker Chic listeners, we are so excited to introduce season 13 sponsor, you know them, House of Tokumin. Our friend Annabelle sources the most incredible hand, what do you call it? Hand loomed? That's not the right word. Hand woven. There you go. Mm -hmm. Hand woven rugs from all around the world. You can find her at hotrugs.net, just like House of Tokuman, H-O-T, rugs.net. It took me a while to figure that out, actually. I'm like, hot rugs? What are we doing here? Feeling soft? Oh, <laughs> mm. One day it dawned on me. No, it's House of Tokuman. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. It just dawned on me. <laughs> are you kidding me? H-O-T. That's like watermelon. I told you. I just figured out why they call it watermelon like five years ago. Wow. Why? I'm sorry. What, what do you mean? Why? Why it's they... watery. Well, I didn't. I never figured that out, Shay. I guess I'm. I've. I think I'm a really sharp cookie, but now I feel really okay. Dumb. Well, here you go. Hot, Hot rugs. rugs. I was like, what? Well, she couldn't get houseoftokuman.com. I was always like, why didn't she buy that website? <laughs> Hotrugs.net, and you can use that coupon code Homemaker twenty five for a very Generous, 25% off any full-size Turkish or Persian rug. These are heirloom rugs. They're not going to peel and curl up on the edges after you wash them. Uh, These are rugs that adorned dirt floors. So trust me, they can handle your dirt and your dogs Mm -hmm. and your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about this more as the season goes on because I do think it's really important. And I got to tell you, like, we've been on this podcast for quite a few years now and it you see the transition that goes on with us. I think my first season I did buy one of those plastic recyclable 
you know, you they market them as washable rugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it lasted all of four months. Now I have mm-hmm. one of House of Tokumen's beautiful giant rugs in my kitchen. And people always ask me, like, doesn't it get dirty? I'm like, well, doesn't your floor get dirty? Yeah, it gets dirty. I vacuum it. Not a big thing. And then a couple times a year, I take it outside. Annabelle teaches you how to do all of this over on her Instagram account, which is House of Tokumen. You should follow her over there because she has tons of rug knowledge to share from how things are woven to how she sources them to how you know if they're a knockoff to Mm -hmm. how you know if they're worth the money to how to clean them. Take it outside, a little bit of Dawn dish soap, a little bit of scrubbing with an old broom, and it's perfectly clean and ready Take to carry care of on. business. Yes, yep. exactly. So uh, hotrugs.net, <laughs> use coupon code it. Homemaker25, and um, enjoy shopping for your beautiful home. How are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. I am back now. Uh, from Sicily. And last night I forced myself, it took every ounce of like willpower that I had to stay up until eight our time, which in my, on my like clock from being in Sicily was like five in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Um, And I woke up, praise God, at five o'clock our time. So I like, I actually was able to sleep through the night which was awesome. I'm so grateful because the night before I was up at 2 a.m. making bread. Because just couldn't sleep. Woke up at one and was like rearing to go. Oh, <laughs> so, my goodness. I'm better today. Please, I'm really a lot better. Adjust. Please adjust. Please adjust. <laughs> I know. Um, they say that coming back is harder. And I definitely found that to be the case. When we got there, nine hours ahead from where we are, I felt kind of warbly. Like my, I would like trip going downstairs and stuff. Okay. Right? Because you're kind of operating in the middle of the night. But here you're trying to sleep during the middle of the day and that's just Mm. harder so anyway coming back was a little bit rough george has been getting up at like 4 30 and (laughs) she's kind of (laughs) confused but good it's so good to be home and i gotta tell you like when you don't ever really leave your house uh, you don't ever really get the chance to miss it and it's really nice to come back home and be like oh yeah all this work that we put in and all this stuff that we've done here. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like that feeling. You come in and aside from stale house smell, I'm very smell yeah. sensitive. <laughs> I hate stale house smell. Um, but you when you come back in, you're like, oh, this is pretty. Yeah. This is <laughs> this nice. is where we live. Yeah. This is all those really little nice. things I've tried to do, they matter. Yep. Yeah. They matter. That's a good they, feeling. they really matter. Yep. And so yeah, um, and the first thing I do whenever I get home from a trip like that is I have to like touch everything. I gotta like water all my plants and fluff all my pillows. I gotta like right. wipe all the counters. I don't know. It's just like a like a reacquaintance, you know, with a long lost friend, and that feels really good. So it's good. And to be are back. you like really strict about unpacking? I'm kind of a lunatic about unpacking. Oh, immediately I yeah. will unpack immediately. The washers on. Yeah, it's going. Like yep. we're done here. Yeah. Yep, immediately. So that's already all done. That's all accounted for. And okay. all my little precious things I brought back with me, they're already all put in their place. Your connect connects. My connect connects. <laughs> all right. Um, anyway, so it, it, it is. It's really good to be back. And I missed you. I thought I missed you. It, was it would be easier to communicate, but it was not because After Wi-Fi, a few days went by, I was like, well, yep. I know she loves me. 
Yep. So there's got to be a reason. <laughs> yep. Uh, random text just messages. <laughs> but uh, was right? super hard even with the timing of things because there was like mm-hmm. a four-hour window in the afternoon where you're like, okay, they're awake. It's an appropriate time to call. And right. I'm not asleep, you know, and it there was yeah. just, that's a pretty small window when there's a nine hour time difference. So yeah. Anyway, cool. it is, it's good to be back. Um, I can't believe this is season 13 of the show. It's so weird. This season, yeah. ladies and gentle man, <laughs> this is going to take us all the way to the week of Thanksgiving. Yep. So we are going to be here all the way through this beginning of the school year and the season change and right up to the holiday. And then we're going to take a little break and we'll be back again. Yep. yep. I was actually thinking when you said season 13, I'm like, this This means we're like in our awkward teen years. Do right. We we're not in the baby. We're not in the baby stage anymore. We're just like, okay, yeah, we do we, we know enough bras to be or training bras? And <laughs> exactly. are we struggling with acne? That's exactly. what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is, yeah. It's sort of fitting. If you guys can hear my lisp, I'm still getting used to my Invisalign. Rain, rain. Like Stu said, no one can notice it. I'm like, I feel like they can notice it. Mm-mm, I can't. Okay, that's good. No. Because I was like, I talk into a microphone for a living and, and I can't take them out. I mean, you can take them out when you eat, but yeah, but only they only like work if you wear them. minutes a day. Yeah. 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 It's, I said to the lady when she put them on and she's like, okay, now you. I thought you could drink things with them such as wine or coffee and she's like no that'll stain them so you have to take them out and so yeah they told my kids not even pellegrino like no bub we call oh, it bub really? in this house i'm like they were, they, they were like maybe we don't want braces yeah <laughs> when they're like addicted to carbonated water well that's like why they don't mama yeah they don't <laughs> uh they don't really give invisalign to to kids because it's just too difficult. You have to be very disciplined because they yeah. say like you need to wear them like at least 22 hours a day, which means they're only out for two hours while you're eating, which is not that long. Like if you're yeah. sipping a glass of wine before you cook dinner or whatever. Anyway, it's really messing up with my latte habit because I do like to make a latte and then sip it for like an hour and a half. Like, Okay. <laughs> How do you do that? I. It's so funny you say that because that is – I'm getting ready for my trip. And I remember once sitting at a Paris cafe and there was this gentleman with his little espresso cup. And I thought, I'm going to I'm gonna outsit this guy. You know, they just sit yeah. there forever drinking a little tiny shot of espresso. And he, I couldn't do it. He beat me. I cannot stand as the coffee gets cold. Like I will do everything to make my coffee experience as hot as it can be. I like pour hot water over the coffee mug before I even make the latte. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be as hot as it can be. I don't know how you sip a latte for an hour and a half. That sounds like oh. swill. Swill. No, I like it. Um, but it was actually really good timing because they don't drink lattes, really. I mean, latte just means milk in Italian, by the way. Um, I meant so, espresso. Oh, no, you said latte. I, I said, said latte. Espresso. Okay, gotcha. so okay. no, I Never couldn't mind. sip an espresso. No, no, no. No, 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 so, no. So that was the thing. It's like it was a good breaking up. Because I had to break up with my lattes. I'd have a cappuccino okay. in the morning and then I'd have two espressos, basically. Um, and so espressos, like, they're really only good if you drink them hot, really hot. Yeah. And so I would just throw them back and just move on with my day. And I really missed, like, 12 ounces of warm milk. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that. But it was good timing because I didn't have time. I had to break up with it while I was there. And so now I just have to break okay. up with them. So. I am taking my – I'm just doing espresso. That's what I did. So it's like intravenous. Yeah. You could try that. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
you surely have some sort of catheter and needles from the cow <laughs> you could use. <laughs> I know. So, uh, oh. yeah, just having to get right to the point here. Just shoot it back and move on with my day. Right. Which is okay. It's probably better for me anyway. Mm. So here we are. Here we are. Season 13, awkward teenage years. I think we've made it through the most awkward stages of the podcast. We made it through COVID. Come on. We started That wasn't easy. Hey, (laughs) COVID. Here we are. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, awkward. I don't. I feel like like if I go, I can't go back and listen. But if I do, yeah. like those first few seasons are super cringy. Yep. And I just have so much admiration and um, kindness towards the people that stuck with us. I know through through my mic being backwards and just uh, the first episode hurts me the worst. I, like, oh, I please, I've ne- please I stop talking, listen. Angela. Please, you must stop talking. Mm. <laughs> nope, nope. I would not go back and listen. I mean, it is so cliche to say, but you don't get not that we're good at this. We always, I mean, we are. Trust me, we know. Speak what we for yourself. Okay, <laughs> I'm very self aware, <laughs> right? But uh, you do, you do get better at things the more that you do them, and mm-hmm. you have to be willing to just be bad. I mean, yeah. regardless of what it is, gardening, homemaking, parenting, like podcasting, you're not going to get it right. No, there's a really, really extreme vulnerability to trying anything new. Mm-hmm. And you do, you have to, whether it's a dance lesson or anything, you have to be willing to make a total moron out of yourself and just mm-hmm. like accept like you're not special everyone else has made a moron out of themselves now this is your moment so mm-hmm. you just have to go through your ugly awkward stage and yep. yeah yeah you really do and we've done plenty mm-hmm. of that on this podcast but it's good to be with you guys here new Very season good. it's always um you know there's a plenty of podcasts that really don't even do seasons or episodes they just kind of are um mm-hmm. but i'm really grateful that we made that decision at the beginning that we were going to do that because even mentally for us as the ones here behind the microphone, it's really enjoyable for me to just be like, reset. Mm-hmm. There's a new theme. There's a new direction. It's kind of like when you wash all your dishes at night and you come out the next morning and you're like, okay, we're going to mess yeah. it up again. But yeah. it was clean for the moment. For it was a moment. Cl- it was clean for the moment. And that's how the start of the new seasons feel. And you know, especially last season and then kind of part of the season before that, the podcast, I mean, it really, it really grew. And I don't know what it, I don't know what I don't happened. Know. I don't know if you guys were sharing episodes or I don't, I don't know, but it like, you know, it had, it had always grown ever since we've started it. It's grown. I mean, it became a number one home and garden podcast, I think in its second season, like mm-hmm. it was, it grew exponentially kind of right off the the starting line but but then it went through like a second gigantic wave of growth last season and i don't it, quite understand it i know if people have been lovely enough to leave us five stars and so platforms yeah. are recommending it which please do yeah, that maybe we love that's it when a, you do that yeah maybe that's <laughs> but it. yeah i don't know um someone asked us over on instagram uh how do we come up with our seasons like is it mm. quarterly is it you know a month two months and 
and I said, no, actually, it, like we, it's our show. We confess. <laughs> so we just, we just are like, hey, Shay, what's your life for the next three months? Like we sort of compare, you know, we're both mothers, yep. both homeschoolers, both farmers, both entrepreneurs with multiple yep. stems. We each have brands and those brands have multiple branches. And so we each, we just sort of look down the pike and say, okay, like when will you need a break? Okay, Mm -hmm. when will you need a break? And okay, well, this is what we're going to call our season. This season is nine weeks. This one is 12. This is six. Yep. Whatever. Uh, So so thank you for uh, letting us be flexible that way. But yes, that is how we come up with our seasons. And then we sort of put our heads together and we... We consider what you've said to us in comments. We consider feedback from you and we consider what's going on in our life and challenges that we have or areas that we want to grow. And we come up with a theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, there's nothing strategic or anything. It's like when people are like, oh, you're, you know, I'm, I know you get told this, like, oh, you're so authentic. Oh, you're so like, thanks for not bending to this will or to that will. And you're like, I literally don't even have the energy to try to be anything else. <laughs> Right, that would take so you, much energy. If you think it's some like so sort of like fabricated effort Curated. to be like, I need to stay true to myself. It's not. It's not. I don't. I, I have don't know no if I'm the best person to... to stay true to. Like, let's be real. I don't have the energy. Maybe to that's even not think a good about idea. Who I would try to pretend to be? Like this is. This is it. That's true. <gasps> And the same is very true for, I mean, now we're doing one episode every week. There's plenty of episodes to go back and listen to if you need more than one episode a week. But we've decided to just do the one longer episode because it does allow for a little bit deeper discussion. Uh, We save some time on the, you know, intros and outros and all that kind of stuff. And we're able to just kind of deep dive into these things. But it's really difficult to sort of hide behind a fake idea for an hour and a half. Like, it's just not oh, really yeah. possible to to stay on for that long um, at all. And so this is good. I think this is, you know, we're here not because we have things figured out or because we mm-hmm. have the answers to all your questions. Uh, we're here because we are working alongside you as homemakers. And every day is a challenge and every day presents new opportunities for growth and new opportunities for learning. And we're literally just here kind of walking the walk with you. And we've gotten some messages in the past like, oh, you don't know about this or how could you not know about that? Or uh, because, (laughs) because we're human and we're literally walking alongside all of you in the exact same situation. So yeah, here we are. Mm -hmm. So should we talk about this the season theme then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the season <laughs> for the season, the theme for mm-hmm. season 13 is TCB, taking care of business. And we're just going to go down the list. We're going to take care of our laundry. We're going to take care of our strength, our fitness. We're going to take care of our motivation and our inspiration. Yep. All those things that affect us every day. I'm... I have to nerd out here. I'm pretty partial to this name of this season because I'm still on my Elvis kick. Don't ask me how many times I've seen it now since you were in Sicily. <laughs> but yeah. How many times? A few. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the drive-in. Like, oh, you're so funny. Yes, I know. You're but so funny. That, um, 
I say that I make that reference because that was like the name of his band or something. That was his brand, TCB. It's a little mm-hmm. lightning bolt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're taking mm-hmm. care of business in different ways. So like for us, this time of year means we are getting – I came back. <laughs> I walked through my vegetable garden and I burst out into tears. I'm sorry. Whose dumb idea was it to go to the other side of the world during the harvest? I, I'm just I, looking I mean, at myself. I don't I'm know. I'm like, what was I thinking? Next time I'm going in February, because you know what's going on in February? Nothing. I've given up on <laughs> nah, school nah. at that point. The garden is obsolete. Like, I think I'm going to go like, oh, you know, my we're word. working on this old world design, like flea market trip for, for Paris. And I, I think I'm going to make it like mid-October next year. I was mm-hmm. going to do September and... I'm just running at such a pace. This is lunacy right now. Yeah, it's it's it was the worst <laughs> yeah. time. And and I told Stu like so I'm walking through my vegetable rows and without even trying I pull over 150 pounds of tomatoes. I'm like <laughs> and, and the peppers. The peppers are insane. And I told them like it's not that I'm going to throw myself on the sword of like just like woe is me. Mm, okay? Right. But these peppers I started growing these last February. <laughs> like I know. I the have done of all love behind them. The things to get them the to things. this moment. Yeah. And this moment is the difference between us having those, having that crop preserved in a way that we will enjoy it for the next six, seven, eight months mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. And that's important to me. <laughs> so anyway, um, I came back inside and I was like, you know, all the themes of this podcast pile on me, like the Calvary, not Calvary, Cal, yes, Calgary. Calgary. <laughs> the Calvary, like the cavalry. The cavalry. Cavalry. I'm going to blame okay, it on the braces. How many times the, have we had? No, I know. We've, we've had I know. that. That was like deja vu. We'd have that conversation know, like 18 times I know. on the show. It's People hard for like, me You're because. You're so stupid. I know. We, we do the like, we say Cal. Calvary <laughs> in church all the time, okay? Right. And so cavalry, the cavalry is not coming. You either are going to be the one who steps in and organizes and takes, takes care, care of, of this yeah. and takes care of business, or it's not going to get done. No one cares. No one cares. And you know what? If I were just to throw all of that produce to the chickens, my family would be like, okay, that's what she needed to do. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's purely me putting it on myself that this is something that I want to do. And so when we came in and we had our meeting, like, what's our season going to be? It was very clear to me. Like, you're either going to get organized, prioritize. And I don't know about you, but to me, the prioritizing is the hardest part. Hmm. It's not the willpower. It's not the strength. It's not the time. It's not the effort. It's the where do I start? And and Stu will always say like, okay, well, what's your priority? Like what needs to get done first? And I don't know sometimes. Well, it does really create like a deer in the headlights sensation. Yeah. You know, you just arrest it. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, and then you're just kind of doing nothing. Then you end up kind of doing yeah. nothing because it's like, okay, we'll, we'll make I another need- latte. I know. <laughs> yeah. Let's sit down and write another to-do list of stuff we're not actually going to do. Right. But but you here's what happens is that you can end up saying things like, oh, I need to I need to replace that light bulb. Oh, I need to clean up my car. Oh, I need to make sure I call the dentist office and take care of that bill. Oh, I need to buy more toilet paper. Oh, I need to replace this rug or take it outside and wash it. 
I mean, and you just go, go, go. And what happens is you run it in your brain over and over and over and over and over. And then you've literally spent your energy. Because mm. what, what are those is a priority? Do you clean your kitchen rug? Do you call the dentist? Do you get toilet? Like what? It's very difficult. It is difficult. And there's a little bit of self-delusion too, where thinking about it, it's not doing it. <laughs> okay. What? Thinking I need to replace the toilet paper uh-huh. is not replacing the toilet paper. Yeah. Like you don't get a brownie point because you had the thought. You yeah. get a brownie point because you turned on your heel and you went and replaced the toilet paper. I mean, uh-huh. that's kind of the way mind mind works. Like it's not the same. Not the same. Then, oh, I need to call that friend. She doesn't know you had that thought. Yeah. She doesn't know you thought about her. It's not the same it's as not doing the same. it. I know. Yeah. I know. For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Hello homemakers, I am inviting you to join my Old World Design Society because creating a home isn't just about the homemaker's duties, it's also about creating beauty and having a home that is aesthetically pleasing and a reflection of your personal style. So if you lean towards a love of timeless style, then the Old World Design Society is just for you. Membership starts at just $5 a month which means you can attend my monthly interior design classes and have access to the design forum where you can interact with design enthusiasts, both professional and amateur. There's even a quarterly magazine, print or digital, that comes with a free society membership. This fall, we're looking at interior design principles and how to incorporate those into our homes. The magazine will feature some incredible spaces from England, New England, and beyond. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Our next design class will be in October after I get back from Paris, and I'd love to have you there. I will have plenty of Old World inspo for you. So select the basic membership or treat yourself to the magazine by visiting oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. And I don't know how how you and Joel are, but a lot of times Stu will say to me like, oh, I... You know, we need to get more hay or, oh, I need to fix that yeah. sprinkler head. And, I'm, and I have said to him multiple times, like, you may not tell me those things anymore. Like, either tell me how we're going to take care of it. Like, I am yeah. going to go to hey, the I'll hardware be back store. in 30. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to get a new sprinkler head for that one that's broken. Or don't, don't tell me. Because. <laughs> don't tell me. You know, we each have our roles. There are things yeah, that yeah. I take care of and there are things uh-huh. that he takes care of. And we really try to stay in deep 
honest, real communication about that so that we yeah. know what each other's priorities are. We're agreed on where our energy, where our time, where our money is going to go. Mm-hmm. And we have to, we, a lot of times we have to make those decisions together. Yeah. But like, and it takes like a lot of little recaps. Like we do that oh, while yeah. we milk every morning. We can't see each other, but we're like, we're just the cows in the way, you know? Yeah. yeah. And we just like talk through the day. Like, yep. Through the cow. Yep. Yeah. And I, I've in turn tried to do the same to him, though, where I'm not like, oh, should I make pot roast or chicken for dinner? And oh, I, I, have, yeah. that, I have that eggplant and I could use that up in this. Like, that is wasting his mental energy. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, he's not going to make dinner yeah. and he doesn't care. He will eat mm-hmm. whatever I make. Right. Um, and that, again, that's going to look different for every family, but yeah. we don't want to waste each other's effort. We need to just take care of business because I'll tell you, it'll make him a lot happier if I'm just like, we're having roast chicken and eggplant for dinner, it'll be ready at this time. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the end. And it will make me a lot happier if he just replaces the sprinkler head and I don't have to think about it. Um, yeah. And so sometimes we need, almost like we need this encouragement to just be like, execute. Well, because there's thought fatigue. You know, we've talked about decision oh. fatigue. Decision and thought fatigue. And so yes. we kind of have it kind of in our mind, like the execution is the exhausting part. And it's really not. The execution is the motivating part. Yep. It takes you from point A to point B and you're like, yeah, I put a new roll of toilet paper on next. Yep. You know? But it's the thinking that's actually the exhaust where the exhaustion comes in. Mm-hmm. I that's my I think so how I very much this. so. Very much so. Um yeah, I felt this actually a lot in Italy where you know, we're there for work, we're filming this stuff, we're taking these photographs, we're doing, we're meeting all these people and it's extraordinary. But then it would be like, where do you want to go to lunch? What, or what time do you want to go to lunch? Or, you know, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Lunchtime? I don't, I got nothing. <laughs> I got, I got nothing. Nothing yeah. for you. I got nothing for you. I mean, some of that stuff. Uh, and I joked with Stuart, I said, sometimes I just want, you to you know let's say we go to a restaurant there will be times where i'm like just order for me i don't care just please don't make me make another decision and he'll say that's all well and good until i order you the wrong thing oh yeah yeah told me, i'm not doing that i'll get the wrong thing i'm not following no, you for don't that understand like, <laughs> you watch when you watch movies and like the guy orders and you're like oh Yep. That was sexy. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think if somebody's doing these things She'll for have. You, or if you're doing it for yourself, mm-hmm. you have to just be competent enough to, to just sit with that. If, if you say, I'm going to prioritize changing my toilet paper or mm-hmm. cleaning out my refrigerator or catching up on my laundry or whatever it is, you got to just own that. That was your way of taking care of business, no complaints. No energy wasted. Oh, I could have done this or I should have done this today instead. You know, just own it and move on. This Uh is me talking to myself. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Let it be. (laughs) Just let it go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like I'm a spreadsheet nerd. I'm sure we'll end up talking about this more in this season. But Mm -hmm. I just have a big running spreadsheet to-do list. And I give myself the little happy moment of like deciding which color means You've finished it. Okay. And then I fill it in with the color. And if it's like halfway done, I put yellow, like uh-huh. almost there. Uh-huh. Um, but that way I can like cut and paste and change the priorities. Like if the week changes, then I can go cut and paste this and put it over on Tuesday, take Tuesdays, put it over on Thursday. Yeah. Oops. How, how do you as 
as an entrepreneur who has mm-hmm. like real jobs that like paying bills is dependent on, mm-hmm. who also has six children, who also has a farm, who also has hobbies, how do you prioritize your to-do list? Because this is where I will get arrested because I mm-hmm. feel – I can feel very guilty. It's completely self-inflicted, ridiculous waste of energy. But I can feel guilty for being like, oh, I need to prioritize getting this newsletter out when my fridge needs to be cleaned out. Like how do you prioritize that? Do you have a system? Uh, well, with work, it's it's anything contractual comes first, mm-hmm. which is lame. Sure. <laughs> Because that's not really how the spirit moves. Yeah. You know, creative wise. Um, yeah. But I can't stand that stuff looming over me. Like, yeah. At all. You know, if I have a contract for an ad on YouTube or whatever, I'll just, even if I'm not filming the video, I'll just film the ad and get it done. Mm-hmm. And then at least like mentally, that's off my plate. Um, and so it kind of goes like, it's just like, where's the consequence? Okay. I can't break the contract. Okay, my family has to eat, you know, like mm-hmm. that causes too much chaos if there's not food. Okay, the food will go rotten. So that has to get, it's just like an, mm-hmm. in order of consequence, you mm-hmm. know, and then the things that are more fluid, that are more like the spirit moving or fun or hobbies or whatever, you know, those kind of float down on the bottom and mm-hmm. they're more fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think food for the family mm-hmm. sort of usually wins. Um, and to me, like house cleaning also wins, yeah, which is difficult because you do have to sort of just be like, if I get into this general ballpark, I'm going to consider that okay, even if it's not exactly the way that you would like it to be. Yes, I definitely have like a baseline for the house that I okay. strive for because otherwise it's too chaotic for me. And I, I go into like an arrested state when it's chaotic, when it's messy. Mm-hmm. I'm like I I can't I give up I can't I can't go do my job if it's mm-hmm. messy like I I've been known to just like take on like a big cleaning project even if, mm-hmm. like first mm-hmm. because I can't I can't work if the if it's icky mm-hmm. you know um but yeah I usually go like by consequence but the there's things that I like don't even have on the radar like they're not even on the list like laundry like that mm-hmm. I cannot have a laundry buildup. So that's yeah. just like something that gets done at five in the morning, like run, run, yep. move it through. You know, that doesn't even count, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for the laundry episode because this is a huge major sticking point for a lot of homemakers. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of – there's a lot of technique and there's a lot of discipline and there's a lot of um, options for people mm-hmm. with something like that. Um, and it's a really defeating it's a it's a task that it's never ending it's very defeating yeah i mean if you get behind it's just so like yeah yep yeah so i knew that this would happen and i know it's going to happen for you too after your paris trip but i came home with this just giant when i'm away from my norm and i'm away from like the daily demands of laundry and cleaning you you create this space in your in your head where you can have ideas. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> like like just ideas. You're just like, oh, what about this idea? What if that's the way my mind works, at least as a creative. And so um I even wrote myself a sticky note. I took my planner with me and I wrote myself a sticky note. Like, don't forget to 
make a note of those ideas. Even if it's not perfect, it's not fleshed out, you don't have to solve the problem. Just write it down and and so that you remember it when you come back. Anyway, mm-hmm. some of these are big, grand ideas, like leading Elliot Homestead cooking workshops in Italy, mm-hmm. where we get together and we make pasta and we make breads. Like, this is on my radar. That's a gigantic undertaking. But then there are smaller ones. And one of the ones that I wrote down was I was talking to my friend John, who traveled with us for the first week while we were there. And he was telling me about this this iron that his mother has. And it's connected to this gigantic water tank. <laughs> and I, he, she shows it to me on his phone. And, he, and I'm looking at this. I'm like, John, I have to have this because I like tablecloths. Uh, I love cloth tablecloths and I use them all the time. And it's like a you hang up the – you. there's two different types. One is just like an iron, but it's really big and it steams like – it steams. So it cuts your time in like a quarter. Because wait, is it like the Williams-Sonoma one? No, Sorry, it's, from no, 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 it's different. It's, not, it's an iron. It's not like a thing. There's, there's two different types. One of them is an iron, but there's like a hose from the iron to this – huge steam tank so that like you understand really like how fun. turned on i am right i know now. no trust me i do know because <laughs> i wrote this on my list the other one is one where you hang it up and it, uh-huh. it's an iron like this but it, it also switches out so there's like the steamer attachment again hooked up by a hose to this water tank and you just hang up your tablecloth psh, 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 and it steam irons it okay and I'm like having like a real, I'm not like, like have, some cheesy Amazon no, 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 no. that doesn't it's, work, like it's nuclear. proper. Like, okay. And apparently like this was very, com- like Dolores knew exactly what it was. She was just like, oh yeah, my mom has one of those. I'm like, you guys, do you have any ideas how many hours of my life I spend ironing <laughs> tablecloths? Well, I ironed the sheets for the Airbnb. Do you know how yeah. bloody long that takes? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can, I, I can imagine because I iron mine and that takes a long time and it's one bed. Um, anyway, so I write this on my list. I'm like, I like ironing. I like laundry. I like using cloth tablecloths. Um, Mm -hmm. also if I could do that in a quarter of the time, that would also make me happy because I do it for the end result, not just for the process. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not like, oh, I do my best praying when I iron. It's like, no, it's just something I have to do. (laughs) Anyway, I'll remember the name of it. I'll pull it up and, and put it in the notes. But I wrote that on my list. I was like, Either you're going to give up laundry in that sense, like you're, you're going to stop using cloth tablecloths because you don't want to iron them, or you're going to take care of business. You're going to figure uh-huh. out a way where it can be both, where you can iron things, quality control, enjoy them, use them, but not waste so much of your time doing it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of things like that. With laundry, with the home, with the kitchen, with menu planning, with homeschooling, with farming and gardening and like all these things, we all have our little favorite pockets, right? Where we don't mind putting energy in. Sure. But it's like this this balance and this prioritizing of can we do that, take care of business and like have a life too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm excited to see what your list from Paris comes back as because like one of my highlights was like this stupid iron. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wish you had a name. I want to Google it right now so bad. Okay. I can hardly contain myself. I'll take, I'll, uh, uh, hold on. Do they make them here 
in the states well is it a thing yeah i'll 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 find it and i'll text it to you i'll find it and text it to you um anyway fun stuff good stuff taking care of business kind of stuff yeah um just from a design standpoint i mean i can't wait to just go and get some design i can't wait to see the textiles at the flea market you know i'm like textile addict i can't wait and mm-hmm. i've been wa- i have a new um guilty pleasure on netflix okay what is it it's called uh well in french i think it's called l'agence maybe it's called the french agency in english maybe that's what they've got it translated to it's a family of real estate agents that sells like high end real estate in uh. paris it's so fun. First of all, I just like just am euphoric to just listen to the language for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but really cool, showing a lot of great architecture and great apartments, and it's really an enjoyable show. Mm-hmm. They all live together. Well, they all live really, really close to each other, and they don't have an office. They literally sit like at their the parents' dining room table with computers, and they work together as a team. They're mm-hmm. a total team, and they split the commission. And it's very, very entertaining. Mm. Good, not smutty or anything. It's just a great show. Mm. I'll have to check and it it's, out. And it's filmed very, um, it's very like reality. It's very reality. Like, you know, where they pull them, they sit in the chair alone and they like kind of flashback. Each mm-hmm. person has like a monologue or whatever. At first I thought, is this cheesy? But then you kind of start to like the, <clears throat> like the people and mm-hmm. it's a good show. Mm. I just found it the other day. Interesting. Inspiring. Mm-hmm. When you said that, it made me think that one aspect of taking care of business as a homemaker is working as a team mm-hmm. with whomever it is that you find yourself in the home with. You know, right. I know we have young homemakers who are living with their parents. We have mm-hmm. people who are living alone. Um, we have people with big families. We have people just with a spouse. You know, we have people from all the different stages of life. Mm-hmm. And I think that we should talk about that aspect of things as we explore this topic more because it's not – homemaking is not even something that's meant to be done in isolation. You know, we we are working as teams, even if you're alone but you're working with your housekeeper or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, your your, your neighbors or whatever. Um, Yeah. Because there is this this team effort and I feel like as – Homemakers, what we can tend to do is to take it all on our shoulders and then just basically grow incredibly resentful of the people who also have to live in this house with us. Mm-hmm. And the house will be messy and we just sort of implode as if how could these people possibly do this to me when really that's just pride. That's pride mm-hmm. for us on ourselves saying we don't deserve this. I don't deserve having to clean up after these people. I deserve to be treated better. I deserve to have my things treated better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pride. Yeah. It's well, not, and there's it's not a, sexy. It, it isn't. It isn't sexy. And there, you're sort of you are in denial if you think it's like just on you. I mean, and uh-huh. because like you said, there's there's other people involved, and it there really is something to creating a like a routine. And a fluidity, sort of, um, bringing everyone in. Like, this is our home. This is how we care for our home. I might be spearheading things and heading things up and making the list, but right. this is 
this is an effort. We're an organism here. Yeah. But I'll yeah. tell you what, that that takes that takes organization. Mm-hmm. That takes clarity on what your priorities are. Um mm-hmm. that takes a different type of effort. Let's do an episode like taking care of distractions. Like, let's nip some oh my gosh. distractions in the bud. Oh my goodness. When I was in Sicily, I've been there for like three, four days. I get the little screen time notification on my phone and it said your average use for the day is 23 minutes. <laughs> 23 minutes. I was like, you know what? Wow. I just gained two hours or whatever of my life back a day. Mm-hmm. I was literally just given this gift of being like one twelfth of your life. Here you go. And actually more than that, because it was it's waking hours, you know? Um yeah. I think I shared this at the end of last season, but I am like I'm not on Facebook at all. Like it's no man's land to me. Um and that alone it's the idea of going back to it, it's like, why would I even want to like throw my, that's like getting all showered and cleaned and nicely dressed after been playing in the mud. You're like, why would I want to go back there? I'm all clean right. and showered now. <laughs> it's so bloody liberating. To, I didn't know you were on Facebook that much. I, I, I mean, not that you were on that much, but I didn't know like it was to, where you even would I don't even, notice a different I didn't yeah. know you even used Facebook. Yeah, I, didn't know I think I probably without realizing was probably using it for like 20 minutes a day, mm-hmm. which isn't that much considering how much people use it. But, you know, I would browse marketplace for this or that or I would, yeah. you know, check in with friends or message back and forth with them and it's not like it was bad stuff, but you want to talk about taking care of distractions, just the the emotional and mental strain of going to that place and you see, oh, such and such happened or this happened or here's such and such's opinion on this. And like it distracts your mind even if yeah. it doesn't distract you time-wise that much. Uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, I don't know. that To yeah, me, that's there's, like there's the, phone, be some the phone is the distraction. The phone is for the, for the homemaker. That mm-hmm. is – the most tempting form of distraction and destruction for sure yeah well it's like anything like that that you can just reach for whether it's a cigarette or oh your gosh. phone or but it's it just it is it's like it i feel a mm-hmm. need what shall i do to fill that need grab mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it's so subtle yep uh i know you and i have had this yeah. conversation before where this is going to be TMI. Big surprise there. Or oh, like boy. you go to the bathroom and you're like, I guess I'll take my phone. Oh, it's like, I'm sorry. Can you just poop alone? Could you just, could you be alone in the toilet for three minutes by yourself without feeling need to browse Do you Facebook remember Marketplace? Better Homes okay. and Gardens? What is wrong yeah. with Reader's Digest? Put, yeah, put a Reader's Digest in there. But because <laughs> then mentally you're going, okay, I have to go to the bathroom. Okay, do I have my phone? Okay, oh, you know, now I got to take it. Okay, it's like... It it uh spreads your mind much too thin to even it's yeah. like like you likened it to a cigarette. Okay, well, do I have mm-hmm. cigarettes? Oh, I gotta go to the store to get cigarettes. Do I have a lighter? Oh, this lighter isn't mm-hmm. working. I'll grab a match. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. How many how how much time do I have before I have to do this other thing? Like, right? That's all wasted effort. It's all wasted energy, mental energy, for something that's very destructive. You know? Yeah. 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 I think it's. I mean, 
it's the habitual it's the grab and go i mean obviously yeah if you're growing up and you want to sit and dedicate some time to scroll facebook marketplace but it's like this like you know however many times a day chance for just like mental escape yeah you know and that's mm-hmm. we probably should be scared of that mm-hmm. because generations before us homemakers before us didn't have that they had to just deal <laughs> And you know what's shocking? Maybe to me. they drank a little more gin, but they weren't on Facebook oh, they Marketplace. They definitely, prohibition, <laughs> they definitely did. Prohibition was a thing for a reason, you guys. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying like there was some justification. Um, what what shocked me in traveling? You're you're just sort of you're you're more hyper aware of things because okay. it's new, right? Mm-hmm. And so as like a form of self preservation, you're trying to just assess everything all the time. Hmm. Um, the amount of parents who sat on their phone while their kids were misbehaving on the ferries, at restaurants, restaurants in particular, mm. such poor manners. Um, and it, and it was just sad. It was sad because I don't expect children to not be naughty. Behave. <laughs> yeah, right. I fully expect them to be children. <laughs> Yeah. I just expect the parents to to teach and to correct, you know, and mm-hmm. we all have our different methods of doing that. But ignoring is not a method. That's a bad right. method if that's your method. Um, distracting with something more fun and easier on your phone, YouTube videos or whatever it is, like that's not that's not helping you grow as a human being, being, mm-hmm. not being. <laughs> a human being. <laughs> um what other distractions do you feel like you're you have to like put aside because you said let's do an episode on distractions yeah yeah okay so um my office is like in a thoroughfare yeah it is okay it is it's definitely in a flight path it's a flight path that's a good word for it yeah that's what we call them in the kitchen get out of my flight path yep Yep. Trying to make dinner. Yep. No. Um, so in the spirit of being effective and staying on top of things, I'll check my email when I walk by, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I get peed off mm-hmm. if somebody sends me a mean email or something, you know, and it's like, yeah. I, no, you actually invited that into your day, Ange. Like, you could have done that at a designated time when you had the, like, mental capacity to address it or ignore it. Right. And, you know, like that kind of a thing. So I definitely am a clicker as I walk by. Yep. Because my dad, it's just right here. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's when I, when I grab my phone to do something, it's email. And Mm -hmm. the problem is I don't email from my phone. I check my email on my phone and I delete junk email on my phone, but I don't respond to the emails that actually need to be responded to because I don't like doing this. Mm. I don't like typing it out. Mm-hmm. And so I'll have to sit with it and be like, oh, there's an important email in my inbox about oh, this or this or this. Well, I might not get to so my now computer. Now you have to change the toilet paper and return an email. Yeah. It's like now I'm yeah. not, you're not going to sit down at your computer right now. This isn't your designated mm-hmm. email time. So mm-hmm. now you just opened up a new a new tab in your brain. Tab in your window. Like, hey, yeah, respond yeah. to so-and-so about this issue. With no means to be able to actually execute that and deal with it until maybe, you know, I usually do my email in the morning Mm -hmm. till tomorrow morning. So you've literally just spread your bandwidth 
You've used up more of it. That was dumb. Yeah. You could have just waited. Waiting? What am I? You are killing I'm sorry, it. you guys. My brain is not functioning <laughs> like it should. You could have waited. It sounds like my kids. <laughs> Jet lag does weird things to you. It does um, weird I- things to you. I am going to go with the homeopathics for the jet lag and see if that helps. Yeah, I did some of that. And I also did the acupressure things that some people recommended. I okay. I mean, not, it's nine hours difference like for had, me. Like Come you on. Took, you took little homeopathic uh-huh. Uh-huh. things? Oh, Sorry. Did it, did it help? No, it didn't. Um, oh, jeez. The reviews were really good. Sorry. Did not help me. Oh, my gosh. There was <laughs> one meal we ended up having. I think I'm it was slicker. I don't want to feel like that. I know. Going there was fine. I think you literally do pay the price coming back. But there was one lunch Everybody that we had. Everybody says going west is worse. No. East, rather. Disagree. Going east is worse. Okay. Because you know how like when you have a baby in the middle of the night and you just do it. You, so you, so we landed. We land and everyone's having coffee. Like it's coffee time. And to me, it's, you know, completely a different time of day. But I'm like, okay, well, the sun's up. And people are around and we're having coffee. And so you just jump right in and do that thing. Mm-hmm. That's so different than trying to sleep through the night when you're not tired, when it's daytime to your body. Because okay. you just have to lay there still. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Are we having yes. an allergy attack? What are we doing? We are. Okay. I'm hitting the mute button while That's I sneeze. Nice. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Anyway, this might be a good time actually. Since we're kind of talking about the trip, you guys were really interested in travel, which is fun. But uh, we should we should cue the wine music. Oh, please! And we should talk a little bit about wines. Okay. Okay. Let's do Let's that. Let's do it. Okay. So this is the part of the podcast where we encourage you to grab a beverage, a bubble water, a tea, a nice little shot of espresso, or a glass of an wine. Allergy pill. <laughs> an allergy pill. A glass of wine from Dry Farm Wines. Visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. If you do that, you get a free bottle in your first order. And so you want to make sure that you use that link. Now, the reason that we recommend these wines, and we have recommended these wines since the very beginning of this podcast, is because we enjoy beautiful pure clean things here on this podcast we put a lot of effort into our homes to clean with the right products cook the right food we've not we're not going to stop we're not going to stop when it comes to beverages and these wines are clean there's no pesticides there's no chemicals there's no additives colorants there's no sugar there's no artificial yeasts it's literally just pressed grapes left to ferment with their natural yeast bottled and packaged delivered right to your doorstep yeah it's they're not so i mean obviously organic wine is really appealing people see the word organic on a bottle of wine and that intrigues them like it does any product but this is beyond that because you can grow your grapes as naturally as you want but it's the processing that comes in Mm -hmm. you know afterwards that really really can jack things up even more um yeah somebody was asking uh, me they messaged me the other day about like how the wines are clarified and 
we had Todd on the show last season, two seasons ago, and he was talking about them using fish bladders to clarify wine. I'm like, actually, these wines are kind of cloudy. <laughs> like they, they are. They're not doing that. Yep. This yeah. Is, uh, very old school. Yeah. Yep. It really is. It's exciting to me because it gives me hope. And, you know, it's risky for these winemakers to, to make wines in these ways. That's why it's not done commercially. They're volatile. It's yeah. very mm-hmm. volatile because... Mm-hmm. You, you have to kind of cross your fingers and pray that there is enough natural yeast and the right type of yeast on the surface mm-hmm. of the grapes to give you what you want, that there's no contamination, that things go right. And if you've ever fermented anything, you know that these bacteria do have a mind of their own. And 99.9% of the time, they go in the way that you want them to go. Mm-hmm. And then there, But there's that chance that things aren't going to go right. And so that's why winemakers, instead of doing wines in this way, oftentimes they'll press the grapes and then they'll pasteurize the juice. And then they'll add what's called pitching a yeast, meaning Mm -hmm. you use a certain type of yeast to get a certain type of result and you put that yeast into that juice. And that basically guarantees you're going to get exactly what you want. Um, But these winemakers are all saying, we're not going to do that. We're going to do it the old school way. And the result is these really beautiful, not perfectly clear um wines that are super unique and actually incredibly reflective of where they're grown because mm-hmm. they're left to actually reflect that. So visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. That's where you can shop these wines and you can decide what it is you would like to bring to your home, whether that's red wines, white wines, sparkling wines, my personal favorite. Um you know, when- uh, and just to clarify, you did a minute ago. You said homemaker chic podcast. It is just homemaker chic listeners. Oh, if okay. You've never I'm ordered sorry. before. Yeah, out of practice. Okay. Give me two weeks off, right? You know, when when you're when you're so catapulted out of your norm, like I said, you're you're really aware of new things. And one of the things I was made aware of in Sicily was there are these certain things that I feel like as Americans we sort of just we're just like, oh well, this is just the way it is. Like food from restaurants Example. is just like bad. <laughs> It's just bad, okay? It's so bad. Um, yeah. Wine is gross and yeasty and and thick and overly sweet and just, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard to find a bad wine in Sicily. As long as I made sure to order wines that were from Sicily or, you know, we spent a lot of time on the island of Selena, um, it was like genuinely difficult to find bad wine because most of the winemakers over there sort of agree, like we're going to make them in this way. And they're not quite as pure as dry farm wines, meaning, you know, Mm -hmm. some of them are irrigated, for example, which dry farms does not allow. Um, Some of them do run through clarifiers, but just on the whole, the wine was exponentially better than any, like if you just got the table wine at a restaurant. Mm Mm-hmm. It would be like the wine you'd hope to end up with with a nice bottle at a restaurant here. Just so incredibly different. Where culturally, they're like, this is important to us. We're not going to waste our time on bad wine. Oh, it was so refreshing because you just didn't – you didn't have to try as hard to just find good food, find good drink. It was just different, you know? It was really refreshing. I'm like, oh, this is kind of a break. Like, I don't – I'm not the weird one here. Everyone sort of agrees that we should drink good wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's great. It was, it was really nice. It was like restful, you know? Genuinely like yes. kind of restful I, that way. I actually, 
as you know, inspiration and beauty and using the language that I've taught myself and all all that aside, someone's going to cook for me ah, and clean. God help them. So I just can't believe. I know. Someone's going to cook for me. I know. For And you know I what? Can't. I got to the point like, at the end of the trip where it was like, I'm ready to cook. I am ready to like go into my kitchen and throw down. And that is a good feeling. Yeah. That's as great. a homemaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew I was ready to come home when on the last day we had to do dinner out. And I was like, I don't even want to. I don't want to go to a restaurant and have a nice glass of wine and order good food. Like, I'm, okay. I want to cook that's something. That's your sign. That's like, that's my sign. And it was great to be able to feel that way. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be such a treat for you to – because you guys are just staying and like you're kind of just – you have your spot you're going to and you're just hunkering down. Yeah, we might leave um, here and there. Yeah. I did uh, Google this morning, can you use paddle boards on this end? Because I'm obsessed with our paddle boards and I was going to bring them. Mm. But you can't. You can on the Loire. Okay. So I was thinking about going down there for a day and a half or something. But we'll see. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. see. It's going to go by really fast. Yeah, it will go by very fast. And I'm going to be very attentive to, obviously, it's, we've talked about this, um, like this, it, it it is for me and it isn't, like, mm-hmm. I'm taking my girls. There's a reason I'm bringing them because I want them to experience it. Yeah. So it's going to sort of be like a through their eyes trip. Yep. Which is cool and kind of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Was it just complete self-indulgence? <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah. We felt the, very much the same with our trip because there was a few times where I was like ready to be done working and Stuart was just like, get up. <laughs> like, this is why we're yeah. here. There is stuff yeah. to do. And oppor- I know I kind of have a list of what all we have to do for work. I'm like, it was okay. a lot of work. I mean, it wasn't yeah. just. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of work. I. I an, an incredible amount, which I'm so grateful to be able to do. Um, no complaints. But work is still work, you know. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple times where I was like, oh, but I just want to do this. I just want to do that. And I'm so grateful he was there to kind of um, push me. Mm-hmm. Be like, nope, get up, mic up. Got to take care of business. Take care of business. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It'll be so fun for your girls, too, to be able to see it through your eyes. I mean – for you to kind of be the one who gets to help them fall in love with this place that has impacted your entire life, your whole career, who you've right, become as career. a person. Yeah. I mean, you right. are a Parisian farm girl. Yeah. And you have been I, for 15 years or 17 forever, years or whatever. 18. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's massive. So I told him, I said, you, a lot of dots are going to be connected f- yep. for you. Yep. You're going to see like the way mom tries to set a table or yep. – my preference for how something is experienced at the table or just you're going to see whatever, whether it's curtains, like you're just going to see things and you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's what she was trying to duplicate yep. this whole time. You're, you know, yeah. Yep. Very much mm-hmm. so. Very much so. The humanness aspect of, of it. I got to share this sunny, this little sweet story that doesn't really connect to anything, but it was still really sweet. So um, I feel like, okay, so. I will say I felt like we really had that with Georgia, uh, particularly not to like ruffle feathers, but with religious aspects of things because obviously we're in Italy. It's primarily all 
like Roman Catholics, right? And so that was really eye-opening to her because things were done differently than Mm -hmm. we do them as Protestants. And so that was really fascinating and led to just the most incredible conversations with her that I, you know, like, why is it that we do things this way? Or what do we believe about this? And so that was really fascinating. But so we're staying in this medieval village our last couple of nights there. And there's this really, really old Italian woman who lives um, kind of right across the alley. And it's a three-story house, and she's there by herself, and she has her – we see her when we first pull up, and on the third floor, she has her laundry lines, and she's up there, and she's Mm -hmm. hanging her sheets, and she's kind of glaring down at us like, who are these people, you know? (laughs) So she comes down very slowly to the front door and sort of shouts at Dolores. So Dolores was our translator. You guys, if you want to hear her take on things, follow her Bella Figura podcast, um, or you can go to my Instagram, and I tag her in a bunch of stuff there, but – so she's she this old lady starts talking to Dolores and she's just like you better show me respect was what she said and I was like what's like what's her problem <laughs> like we just got here we haven't what are you going to throw a kegger across the alley like what do you what are you thinking we're going to do you know yeah um but it was like a cultural thing just meaning like I live here this is my home like you need to make sure that you are respectful of that so we kind of get off on this this wrong foot, and she's kind of snarling at us. Well, the next morning, we get up early, and we decide to go film inside of this little medieval village. And we're walking by, and she's up on her third story. You know, she's one of those old – she's got the lay of the land. Mm-hmm. And she, she, like, tells us, like, hold on, hold on. She speaks no English. I speak very little Italian. She's like, hold on. She comes down opens up her kitchen windows, which open right out to like eye level where we are standing in the alley. And she asks us if we would like a coffee. We say, yes, that would be lovely. She makes us coffee. She has a daughter whose name is Georgia. And she starts bringing out these photographs of her husband. And his name was Nicola. And she's showing these photographs to me and she's telling me that he has died. And like, it's amazing how you find ways to communicate with people even if you don't you can't really communicate with people you know mm-hmm. and George is there and and she's observing all of this and, and we sort of have this very uh elementary conversation but about very important things and you know she's very kind she makes Georgia this really like sweet coffee drink that she thinks she'll like and she wraps up like a little piece of cake for her in a in a napkin and and it basically like sends us on our way you know she's like before you pass the threshold of my house like I'm going to make sure you have coffee and I'm going to make sure you have cake mm. and then you can go and go about your work and it was these moments like that that came up for Georgia during our travels that like that shape then who and how they see things in the future mm-hmm. you know just like so you how old were you when you went to Paris for the first time 25 25 mm-hmm. and like that catapults you, Angela, like in a completely different trajectory. Mm-hmm. And that results in like how your how your kids have been impacted by that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it, yeah. it's it's pretty incredible how something so small, you know, a trip here or there or an experience here or there can it can change things for your whole family, like generationally for your whole family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty That's, fascinating to me. 
It is. It's fascinating. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Tubes & Co. Tubes & Co. believes in skincare products that nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Emily began crafting skincare and makeup from her farmhouse kitchen after discovering how organic tallow, high-quality cold-pressed olive oil, and other quality natural ingredients made a huge difference in her skin and in her family's wellness. Now, Tubes & Co. has expanded to not only include beautiful skincare, but also wonderful makeup products. These are products that I use on my skin every single day. I wash with the charcoal bar, and then I move on to the glow serums and the hydrating serums, all the makeups, all the bronzers, all the highlighters, the mascara, the eyeshadow. It's all so clean and so good. Visit tubesandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHIC for a 10% discount. What if you could have heirloom linens that didn't end up on next year's garage sale? What about investing once in an American-made product designed to last a lifetime? Shay and I both dress our beds and our bathrooms in sheets and towels from American Blossom Linens, and you can too, by visiting AmericanBlossomLinens.com and using our exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKERSHIC20 for 20% off. Our friends at American Blossom Linens are dedicated to bringing us quality American-made linens that can stand the test of time and be beautiful at the same time. We affectionately call them modern vintage. They are soft and plush and gorgeous, and we know you will love them as much as we do. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHIC20 for 20% off. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze-dryer trays, push the start button, and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze-dried foods last for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs. Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. Yeah, I just told the girls, I'm like, be ready to come. You'll you'll be changed without sounding cliche. You know, it's... And it's, you know, as a mom and a homeschool mom, like, this is what I wanted the whole time. I wanted to take them places. I wanted yeah. them to have, like, boots on the ground experience, not just yep. see things in movies or read about them or yep. picture books or whatever. So. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we had an, uh, we had lots of conversations there about immigration because we traveled with Dolores and her husband, Drew. Drew's grandparents immigrated to New York 
uh, from an island called Alicuti. There's like 80 people who live on this island year round. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. it's in the middle of the sea. It's incredibly hard place to live. And th <laughs> that decision to basically like walk away from this place that they generationally had been to get onto a boat to a place that they'd never seen, how like how incredibly changed generations yeah. were because I mean, of that one decision. Right. That right. one decision. Um and to me, like that's that's like scary news for the homemaker mm -hmm. who's making these decisions. Like, what if the homemaker just decides, for example, we are gonna sit down together as a family at the table every night? That could potentially change the way your children do things and the way their children do things like that could mm -hmm. that could go on generationally just because of one decision that you decide, one decided just to like make rudder tick really i mean and that a rudder that happens, tick. yeah yeah that happens in the home all the time and we've seen it and we've heard about it from listeners that have implemented new things with their families or implemented new things new traditions or um being more intentional mm -hmm. about the actual act of homemaking and it does, it just goes tick and it, it does change things. I mean, and that's, we talk about that all the time on this show, like don't underestimate the importance of what you do or the importance of the little things because the little things are cumulative mm -hmm. and they can shape your family and shape the mm -hmm. way families in the future that come from you will operate. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Mealtime in particular. I mean, look at the... I don't really see family time uniting, okay? It's just going to become more and more fragmented. There's mm. crazy crap, metaverse crap. Everybody's just going to be living in a flipping fantasy, you know, 20 years from now. And that even just that mealtime, just setting like, this is what we do. We stop. It might be chaotic. We might argue. Mm -hmm. It's messy. Things get spilled. Mm -hmm. um, but this is... Our little moment mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. yeah completely i feel like i feel the most sensitive to that where i'm like generationally i just don't want them i would i don't want my children to see me as a homemaker as mom was just sort of stressed and frustrated all the time <laughs> because well no and it's the laundry really... wasn't done or she didn't know what she was going to make for supper I know. And that takes so much uh, self-control on our part. I mean, really, we need to collectively be better at bearing the burden of homemaking Yep, and, and, and seeing it as a really dignified burden to bear, the service and the just cleaning up something that just got undone. I'm not saying your family should walk all over you and there shouldn't be respect and discipline with the kids and, but, um, like if we're just like constantly projecting mm -hmm. the burden as disgusting, don't expect our daughters to want to be homemakers, okay? Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. They're not going to want kids. They're not nobody yep. wants to take on your miserable mantle, mom. Exactly. I think about this yeah. when my kids bring something to me and if I respond just like, "Oh, well, can't you see I'm busy right now? Like we'll talk about this later." Okay, well, do you think they're going to bring you the hard things? Think your daughters are going to come to you and be like, "Hey, mom, I'm really struggling with this, or I'm feeling this way." If you can't, no if way. you can't respond to them asking for their friends to come over and play, if you know, if if that's enough to crack you, um, or like, what are we having for dinner? Really, you're going to ask me that? Like, why don't you come in here and help me instead? 
You know? Yeah. No, that's that whole foundation you're <laughs> exactly. laying for when they're teenagers. Exactly. Like you got to be available. Exactly. You got to put down your phone and be available, not put out. And and save yeah. save the the real reactions for, for the situations for where, where that's appropriate, you know? And yeah, I tell my kids, we have this kind of expression in our family all the time, like if if everything is awesome, nothing is awesome. If everything is, you know, catastrophic, then nothing's catastrophic. Like, don't dilute. Yes, we all are. Oh we all gosh. are afforded the opportunity to have real emotional swings during the day. Guess what? You're a human. Yeah. You're allowed to have emotions. You're not you're not supposed to sin with them, but you are allowed your emotions, right? Yeah. And like, if everything is given such emphasis and there's no fortitude being applied to any particular situation, then it just dilutes. <laughs> dilutes the whole experience, you know? So you guys may remember from seasons past, we've had Brian Kozlowski on. I've been thinking about him a lot since Queen Elizabeth's passing because he wrote the book Long Live the Queen, which was a fabulous book. Um, anyway, him- Required reading. <laughs> yeah, for way. Homemaker yeah. Chic listeners. Mm-hmm. Brian and Georgia are pen pals. And Brian, so Brian's an author and Georgia has sent him- some books that she's written and he'll read them and write back and they have this very wonderful correspondence. Well, one of the lessons that he gave her on her last manuscript was you have to be careful what words you choose because if you use a word like terrifying, where do you go from terrified? If I'm terrified, mm-hmm. what's, but I, that's because I was worried about, I was terrified that I would miss the the party. Okay, well then what do you do when you're actually terrified? What word right. do you have right. to pull from at that point to actually mm-hmm. express that? And it was when I was reading his letter and I'm like, oh my gosh, you do this all the time. You do this all the time. You know, mm-hmm. even even in ways we don't mean to mean like, oh, I'm so stressed out right now as opposed to just being like, Okay, I got this phone call and it, and it discombobulated me a little bit. So now I feel like I'm having to re, re maybe restructure my day a little bit in light of that. Mm-hmm. That's a different way of saying something that's more appropriate potentially to the situation, right? Right. And I think right. awesome. Use the word awesome. Like that's the perfect example because like Stuart always says, God is awesome. God is awesome. God is awesome. That pasta mm-hmm. was delicious. Those are right. those are very different words. <laughs> And we're not that careful with our words. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm sure people are like, yeah, you guys are terrible on this podcast. And that's probably true. That's probably mm-hmm. something I personally know I need to work on. Um, because after reading Brian's letter, I thought, okay, this is true. The British do this well. You know, some disaster will happen and they'll be like, oh, it was a little, little blip in the schedule today. That's how they talk. <laughs> They're very good at understating things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm painting broadly, but anyway. But it just goes back to like what your grandma would say to you or your mom growing up. Like you're not starving. Children in Africa are starving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like it's it's just only gotten worse. Yeah. Nobody learned anything from the Africa analogy. Yeah. Why don't you just say yeah. like I could I could use a little sustenance. You know, how about just saying that? Yes, Shay. Let's teach our six-year-olds to say, "Mummy, I could use a spot, mommy, a spot of I could sustenance." Use a spot of sustenance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my goodness. That's funny. Um, um, so there's that, that happens when you're learning French too, because like in English, oh my heaven, we're always just like, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yep. And there's, they're not an excited bunch yep. of people. They, yeah. Um, okay. Ladies, we have, I, we got to go. My couches are here. I've been waiting a, a year for this moment and the delivery driver's I'm just actually glad. Up. I'm like having the worst allergy. Okay. Like, like every, I keep hiding behind my mic to itch my throat like with my tongue. We love you. Welcome to we season 13. We're happy to be back. Follow us Taking on Instagram, Homemaker Chic Podcast, but I am not missing this bloody couch delivery. Okay. <laughs> we will see you back here next Monday. Welcome back. Welcome back. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>